In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome to Sunday Celebration of Mass. Today the Church celebrates the 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Please remember in your prayers of today's Mass, Liz Houston, whose anniversary is at this time. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you are the Holy One, you are the Lord, you are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Draw near to your servants, O Lord, and answer their prayers with unceasing kindness, that for those who glory in you as their creator and guide, you may restore what you have created and keep safe what you have restored. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, O come to the water, all you who are thirsty. Though you have no money, come. Buy corn without money and eat, and at no cost wine and milk. Why spend money on what is not bread, your wages on what it fails to satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and you will have good things to eat and rich food to enjoy. Pay attention, come to me. Listen and your soul will live. With you I will make an everlasting covenant out of the favours promised to David. The word of the Lord. You open wide your hand, O Lord, and grant our desire. The Lord is kind and full of compassion, slow to anger, abounding in love. How good is the Lord to all, compassionate to all his creatures. The eyes of all creatures look to you, and you give them their food in due time. You open wide your hand, grant the desires of all who live. The Lord is just in all his ways, loving in all his deeds. He is close to all who call him, calling him from their hearts. A reading from the letter of St Paul to the Romans. Nothing can come between us and the love of Christ. Even if you are troubled or worried, 
or being persecuted or lacking food or clothes or being threatened or even attacked. These are the trials through which we triumph by the power of him who loved us. For I am certain of this, neither death nor life, no angel, no prince, nothing that exists, nothing still to come, not any power or height or depth, nor any created thing can ever come between us and the love of God made visible in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus received the news of John the Baptist's death, he withdrew by a boat to a lonely place where they could be by themselves. But the people heard of this, and leaving the towns, went after him on foot. So as he stepped ashore, he saw a large crowd, and he took pity on them and healed their sick. When evening came, the disciples went to him and said, This is a lonely place, and the time has slipped by. So send the people away, and they can go to the villages to buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, There's no need for them to go. Give them something to eat yourselves. But they answered, All we have with us is five loaves and two fish. Bring them here to me, he said. And he gave orders that the people were to sit down on the grass. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, raised his eyes to heaven and said the blessing. And breaking the loaves, he handed them to his disciples who gave them to the crowds. They all ate as much as they wanted and they collected the scraps remaining. Twelve baskets full. Those who ate numbered about five thousand men to say nothing of women and children. The Gospel of the Lord. You know those pictures that we sometimes take with our cameras and the heads of people get cut off. You thought you got it right until you get the pictures back and you realise the mistake that you've made. They're the kind of pictures that years later you're guessing who is that headless person. It could be any number of folk. And you know those letters that you get uh, where a line of the address is missed out, the printer hasn't printed it, the rainwater might have blocked it out, or whoever has cut the paper has missed out that line of the address and you're forever guessing what is the proper address. There is something of that experience in the Gospel passage today. You can't really understand the passage without understanding the previous verse, which for some reason has been left out in this particular passage. It feels as if it's been cut off, an essential piece of information that is in actual fact so necessary to understand what comes after. And what has happened in the previous verse then that has been left out is that John the Baptist has his head cut off and his disciples have buried him 
and then have come to Jesus to give the news. In actual fact, you need to have that piece of informa information to understand that Jesus, having heard this, then goes into the wilderness. That's the reason that he goes into the wilderness, because he's heard this news. The question then is why he goes into the wilderness. He may have gone into the wilderness to grieve over John the Baptist, who somehow is clearly important enough to him that he's baptised by him. Maybe he goes into the wilderness to pray, as he often does go into the wilderness and places to be alone in order to pray. Or does he go into the wilderness to escape and to hide? For is this the beginning of a persecution by Herod? Will Herod himself round up preachers, malcontents, disturbers of the peace, prophets? And is this the beginning of a clampdown in which he will send his soldiers to seize Jesus and his followers and lock them up? Does Jesus go into the wilderness to hide and escape from what is coming? Whatever the reason that he goes into the wilderness, the key thing is that he is followed then by a large crowd. The question is, who is in this crowd? We are told that there are uh, men and women and children, 5,000 men and just as many women and children as well. This crowd also have heard of the news of John the Baptist's fate and maybe join Jesus likewise out of grief for John the Baptist or maybe also for fear that Herod would take action against them also because it tells us in the previous passage that Herod was afraid of the crowd because they held John to be a prophet. A religious crowd can easily be whipped up to insurrection and maybe this is Herod's fear and given past form he quells such things that he's fearful of. What motivates them to come? They are come, we were told, uh, for whatever reason, but they come ill-prepared. And it maybe indicates that this is a jittery crowd that gets up and goes and doesn't think of what should be brought. In St Mark's account of this particular miracle, he numbers the crowd at 4,000. And he only wants to emphasise in his passage that this is a hungry crowd. And the miracle that he recounts echoes back to God feeding the people in the desert with manna. But in the account that Matthew himself uh, indicates to us, seems to wish to hark back to another time in which the people themselves are carried away to slavery in Babylon and have no hope. This then is not only a hungry crowd, but St Matthew wants to tell us it's a despondent crowd, like the people that were carried into captivity. A crowd, as we hear in the Gospel, like sheep without a shepherd. A crowd that are like the harvest, which is rich, but a few labourers to take it in. In Matthew's Gospel then, we hear that Jesus himself, when he sees this scene, is moved with, compiti, with pity and compassion for this crowd. 
in this moment, if Jesus himself was interested in becoming a kind of zealot leader, he could have rallied this crowd into a fighting force. 5,000 men could have been the start of something, the beginning of an insurrection that others might have followed. Instead, Matthew says that Jesus doesn't want to be this kind of leader. He doesn't want to wind this crowd up and set them on fire. Instead then what we hear is a feeding story, that Jesus himself seems more interested in feeding them than setting them on fire and overthrowing Herod. It's clear then that the work that Jesus himself does in the miracle itself uh, is long and it's a late hour uh, eventually in which everyone comes to their senses that they've come a great distance and have no food. The disciples themselves want to send the crowd away to get food but Jesus simply tells them not to send them away but to give them food themselves. And their protest, the protest of the apostles, is practical. There's only a few loaves and fish. What we hear then is that the bread is broken and blessed, shared amongst the crowd, and all eat to have their fill. And if they emphasise the abundance, there is even scraps left over. It seems to me that there is in this passage a key moment in the Gospel. There is something that is unspoken. Is the crowd that followed Jesus here normally and for the most part the ones who followed John the Baptist? Is this crowd who normally followed Jesus swelled by others? And in the eyes of the crowd now, is he the one who is to follow? John the Baptist was the one to follow. Now there is no other than Jesus himself. So much so that they join him even in the wilderness, travelling a long distance to this outback without food and maybe even water. Matthew, like the other evangelists, very often has a purpose in telling us about the different miracles. The miracle itself is important, but what the miracle itself means is equally important. Jesus in Matthew's Gospel is often presented as being like the new Moses. Moses gave the commandments, Jesus gives the new commandment. Moses gives the Passover, Jesus gives the Last Supper. Moses gives manna in the desert, Jesus feeds the 5,000. But much more than this, he gives to this crowd who are despondent, hopeless, leaderless, a new leader in Jesus who has compassion and pity for them and who will give them much more than this mere earthly bread. Maybe then for Matthew's original listeners, they would have been happy to think of Jesus himself as a general leading an army, a mighty prophet that brings down fire on his enemies. But this is not how Matthew himself presents Jesus. Jesus is the one who is moved with compassion at people's uncertainties. Jesus is the one who is concerned that people have enough to eat. He's the one that is interested that men and women and children sit down and eat at the end of the day.
This is the Jesus that Matthew himself wants to present. Not a general of armies, not a rabble rouser, but Jesus who is concerned with the woes of human beings and concerned that people have enough to eat. I think that there's a lot to think in that. Not the Jesus very often that we make him out to be, but the Jesus as he is. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and women and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us pray. That all people in the world may be fed and not go hungry. That we may find faith, in faith, contentment, joy and hope. That people who are afraid in these times may find courage. That children and young people returning to school may receive a full education. And that many people suffering from the virus will be well again. And that doctors and nurses may not be overwhelmed by their work. And that the sufferings of the present time may not be too much for us. And for all who have died. Elizabeth Murray, Jim Glancy, Gerald Maguire and Francis Murphy. Heavenly Father, we ask you to listen to our prayers, which we make with confidence through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made, it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. And pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Graciously sanctify these gifts, O Lord, we pray, and accepting the offering of this spiritual sacrifice, make of us an eternal offering to you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. For we know it belongs to your boundless glory that you came to the aid of mortal beings with your divinity and even fashioned for us a remedy out of mortality itself that the cause of our downfall might become the means of our salvation. Through him the host of angels adore you, 
rejoice in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them what they do fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your Church, and graciously grant our peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Let us pray. Accompany with constant protection, O Lord, those you renew with those these heavenly gifts, and in your never-failing care for them, make them worthy of eternal redemption. Through Christ our Lord. And we continue to ask Mary's special care for us and protection for us in these days. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us and us now, and at the hour of our death. Amen. Just to remind you that there will be an hour of prayer on Monday evening from 6 to 7, and the sacrament of confession will take place at that time in the church as well. So you're very welcome to come along to the period of adoration of the Blessed Sacrament in the church in that period of prayer. Uh, on Wednesday and Friday again there'll be a morning mass at 10 o'clock and then just after that there'll be uh, also um, a half hour of prayer in the church uh, with the Blessed Sacrament exposed on the altar uh, for those that wish to remain or those that wish to come back. Uh, just to remind you that uh, the weekday mass you don't have to kind of sign up online you can just appear uh, and uh, usually the numbers are under 50 so uh, just a case of kind of taking your name and your details when you come in. Um, just to ask if you can uh, financially support the parish, uh, and maybe by those ways that I've suggested to you already, by standing order or uh, um, through the local giving in the parish Facebook and the uh, 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 website, parish website as well, uh, or just to maybe put an envelope through the, the parish house door. Uh, just appreciate uh, uh, the support that you give us with respect to that. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended.